This is a Federal News Network podcast. Long story short, the Air Force sought to acquire space launch services. It took an unusual contracting strategy of trying to award two compatible bids instead of simply the best two. Well, you know where that led. Joining me with the details of this protest, Procurement Attorney Joseph Petrillo of Petrillo and Powell. Joe, good to have you in studio. Well, good to be here, Tom. Tell us about this case. This is an odd choice of two vendors with compatible bids instead of the two best. What happened? Sure. Well, to paint the picture, this is the phase two of the Air Force's uh, attempt to get uh, a reliable set of space launch services. They're looking for commercial launch vendors, and they're looking for uh, two of them uh, in phase two. And they're also trying to wean off the use of Russian uh, rocket engines because of congressional sanctions after the uh, annexation of Crimea. So we got a little of that going, too. And who are the bidders in this case? Well, in this case, the solicitation's out. We don't know who the bidders are, but they're expected to be United Launch Services, Blue Origin, SpaceX, and Orbital Sciences Corporation. Which is pretty much the commercial market as it's understood at this point. Right. So it's a, it's a pretty known universe of, of, of offerors. And the Air Force expected all four to bid, and they wanted to figure out how to get the, the two best companies to meet their needs. Uh, they, they organized a solicitation in which they expected two awards. The higher ranked of the two would get about 60% of their launch business. The lower ranked about 40%. The place where things got interesting, though, was that instead of simply choosing the two highest-ranked offers, they looked for, for first for the highest-ranked offer and then looked for the second-ranked offer that were, was most compatible. And by that, I mean they're looking for complementary strengths and weaknesses. If the highest-ranked offer was perhaps weak in one area, they were looking for someone who would supplement that with a, a strength in the same area. Well, that sounds odd on its face because you presume that you want everyone to have a 100% record of getting your payload into space. And so you wonder what could they be weaker in or stronger in? I mean, there's price, but reliability certainly can't be. Well, we only, you know, we crash 60% of the time and we crash 40% of the time. So we'll give some of it to the 40%, some of it to the 60%. That can't be what they meant. Well, uh Perhaps not, but uh, that's the way the solicitation was organized, and uh, Blue Origin thought it wasn't a good strategy. So, so this was a pre-bid protest, exactly an agency-level protest, this, you might say. Well, no, it's it's a it's an it went to the government accountability okay, office. Okay, did go to GAO, mm-hmm. but it it was filed uh, before offers were submitted, which is what you have to do when you're protesting the terms of a solicitation, and that is not an easy thing to do. The agency has a lot of discretion in how they organize those terms but there are some restrictions and boundaries imposed by law. And what was the basis of the protest? Well, the basis of the protest, and numerous issues, the one which was successful was that they didn't understand from the solicitation how to submit their proposal. And and that is one of the requirements of, of the procurement statutes, that you have a set of evaluation criteria against which you're going to be judged you know the relative weights of those criteria, and so you can organize your proposal in the best possible way. I guess how could you possibly bid in a way that you are compatible with other bidders when you have no idea what they're bidding, I guess, is what they were saying. That was the main problem. After the highest-ranked offer was picked, the weighting, relative weighting of the criteria would essentially or could essentially shift. 
In other words, things that were more important before might be less important because they weren't needed for compatibility with that highest-ranked offeror. Uh, So at the end of the day, GAO upheld the protest and said that short of collusion, which would be with another bidder, which would be illegal, you didn't know how to orient your proposal so as to be compatible with another one. We're speaking with Joseph Petrillo, a procurement attorney in D.C. with Petrillo and Powell. So now it's back in the Air Force's court, so to speak. That's right. Yeah, the Air Force has to figure out what to do with their strategy. The easy solution uh, would be to simply pick the two highest-ranked proposals. Um, Although I wonder if they couldn't possibly arrange a a situation where they would have a phased procurement. In other words, make one award announcement, then rejigger the uh, weightings uh, and allow offerors to submit uh, revised proposals. But We'll see what they do. So right now it's back then. So the Air Force is reworking its solicitation, and it's not it's it's pulled back the uh, the solicitation, so no bids can come in until they redo this. I think that's right. I think they're they're figuring out how to respond to this uh, decision, which is you know a very recent one. Have you ever seen anything like this where they are saying that we want two compatible bids, but not necessarily the top two bids? That just seems like an odd way to go about any solicitation. The closest uh, example I can give you is a situation where in the TRICARE arena, they were trying to keep uh, offerors from getting too much of the uh, entire national market so that they could preserve competition. And we, uh, some months ago, discussed a protest uh, against that type of solicitation where the restriction was also questionable. Because either way, they were going to give 100% of the business to two companies. And in TRICARE's case, I think three companies nationally. But so what's the difference? If you get two best or the two compatible, you're still giving two awards with 60-40 split of the business. Uh, yeah, the, I believe it was one of the healthcare programs. Maybe it wasn't TRICARE, but that was the issue that was, uh, that was a problem. Uh, there is another issue posed by the Blue Origin uh, Sure protest. And, and that's kind of interesting. This is one where the protest was, uh, was unsuccessful. And that is that um, there were an, an fixed prices that had to be offered for a variety of different launch scenarios. There were six different orbits, and sometimes there would be different weights among, the or, among those. Different payload weights. Different payload weights, exactly. So there were 12 possible um, variations uh, and uh, from them, the you know, Air Force was uh, planning on having roughly 35 launches during this uh, contract. Launch. Yeah, so it's, it's a big award. It is a big award. Uh, so offerors had to propose uh, prices, fixed prices, for each of those 12 launch scenarios. But they did not know what relative weight would be given to that in, uh, to those scenarios in the price evaluation. The Air Force had a weight. They were going to use it, but they didn't disclose it. And Blue Origin protested that as well, but they did not succeed. GAO said, no, you don't need to know everything. You simply need to know enough. And we accept the Air Force's uh, reason that they don't want to disclose the weights, which is that they don't want offerors trying to game the system by you know, moving their costs from perhaps less likely alternatives to more likely alternatives. I guess a bigger orbit and a heavier payload is going to cost more because of 
the fuel requirement, for example. So that's what they had the basis. They knew the weight. They knew the orbits. They knew the scenarios. And that's all they knew. Yeah. I guess they had enough information to figure out a reasonable price and understanding how it was going to be weighted in GAO's view uh, didn't matter. But, I mean, you can see a situation where a certain type of launch might be done more frequently. And so maybe there'd be some economies of scale. And Blue Origin raised that issue. But GAO said, well, that's the kind of gamesmanship that the Air Force wants to prevent here. And we think it's justified in doing so. So they can still keep that requirement of having fixed prices for the scenarios, but they can't do the compatibility deal. They've got to rework that somehow. Yes, that needs to be changed. And do we know when this could all happen? Uh, I have no idea, but uh, certainly we want to get those satellites up into launch soon. And I think the current contract runs out in 2020, so they'd better get cracking. Joseph Petrillo is a procurement attorney with Petrillo and Powell. Thanks so much for outlining that one. Thank you, Tom. <coughs> Cough and cold season is here. Introducing Ricola Max Throat Care, Ricola's most powerful drop yet. It's the best of Swiss nature wrapped around a powerful liquid menthol center for maximum relief from your worst cough and sore throat. Maximum nature for maximum relief. Try the new Ricola Max now, available in the cold and cough aisle. Ricola. It's in our nature. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.